0: You're listening to The Dumb Will Speak, a podcast in which we seek to honor the truth of God as revealed in His Word. Well, hello everyone again, and welcome to another episode of The Dumb Will Speak. I'm Roy. I'm Chalyn. And welcome back. Uh, It's been a couple weeks since we recorded last, though we tried, just a few days after we recorded, we tried to hook back up with... Pastor Gabe, that didn't work out due to some issues he was having, and he had someone coming over working on his computer, so there's that. So we didn't get to do that in time for the SBC, but it's only been, what, a week, 10 days? I think it's been 11 days since the closing of, of the SBC uh, thing, so I thought we'd just get along, get on, go ahead between the two of us and do an episode so that we could stay on target for trying to keep some semblance of a of a recording schedule and also so that we could have um, some fairly timely commentary on this. I'm sure other people have, have already spoken to death, but um, not that we're that unique, but I just wanted to get a chance to speak about some of the things that happened from our own point of view. And uh, with that out of the way, how you doing, Chaelin?
1: Good, and I was going to make a comment. Some of this stuff that we're going to hear today, a lot of this, I'm hearing for the first time when we play the video, so I'm going to kind of go in. I, I did skip... Through it, but um, you know, I've dealt with so much SBC stuff in the last two years that I (laughs) just—it was another drip in a bucket for me, and it, you know, well, so I I have heard the highlights, but I'm sure there's going to be shocking.
0: Just now, just before we, just before we hit record, I said, "Well, when we listen to this, you'll get to hear two different views of the exact same issue. One will be biblical." and one will be emotion-based. And that's pretty much it. One's going to be emotion-based, and one's going to be uh, biblical. And you'll get the emotional-based one first, and we'll let the listener decide for themselves which one they think that is, as far as which one they think won, but we're going to give our opinions because that's what we do. Um, uh Beyond that, you know, before we get into the actual meat of that, um, since we've not actually recorded since late March and— other than the, the last episode two weeks ago, I forgot to mention on that episode, just in passing that—the um, the passing away of, uh, of Tim, Keller. Tim, Tim Keller. And I thought we should acknowledge that. Tim Keller. You know, he's, he's the author of many books, uh, a few of which I've read and I own one, that I think is probably one of his better known and one of his more important ones, which is The Reason for God. And uh, so I didn't want to let that pass too long without saying, you know, condolences to his family and his friends and, and the, the parishioners of the church where he was pastor for many years there in New York. Uh, I may not always agree with um, Pastor Keller. Of course, he was Presbyterian, and I am not of that variety. But um, he did have a lot to say, and a lot of it was good. I won't, I won't deny him his place in late 20th, early 21st century um, upper echelons of mainstream evangelicalism. I think after a while he almost became too mainstream. But just because he said a few things in the last five or six years of his life that I disagreed with, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss him and disrespect him. And I, and I thought it was important to acknowledge his passing and to say that he he was a big influence on a lot of people and mostly for the good. I mean there are people that I that I respect who had a lot of uh, close knowledge of. Uh, Pastor Keller, and genuinely admired him and loved him, and so I won't take anything from him. I just wanted to say that he did pass away, and it was interesting. When he passed, there was um, some people, um, it may have been Allie Beth Stuckey on her show, Relatable, where she uh, read a quote of what uh, someone in his family said, the last thing they heard him say, and it was on the day he died or the day before he passed away. I'm not sure which, and what he had to say was was a good testimony. It was It was a really good witness to the fact that he was not only prepared to die, but looking forward to seeing his Savior. And honestly, that's that's the great, glorious hope that we have, right? You know, um, growing up in the churches I grew up, the 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 the, the great hope, the glorious hope, was the, was the secret rapture. That's not so secret, but anyway. I know that's not what, the, what the hope is. The hope is our future, our salvation. In you, Christ, know,
1: you know, I forgot about that. Yes. Yes. That the blessed true. hope. You, was, you've, been away, you've been away. You've been away from I that had, type
0: of thinking for so long now that, yeah. And me too. Yeah.
1: I had forgot that that was the blessed hope of is looking at the rapture. I, I had forgotten that. to you remind me? Cause like you said, I've been so far removed from it for so long. But
0: you also had to remember back in April that the month that we didn't record together, but we only record, I, I did record a couple things separate that, um, uh, I was reading your book, the book you had on those pre-millennials with different views. Not my book record. I wrote, let's be No, clear. no, 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 no. But, but your book that you loaned me, uh, I think you got it off eBay probably because it's an older book and it's out of print. I, I, all ad- my books are for me. <laughs> and, uh, yep, that's, yeah. Was it this one? No, no. It was a more of a plain cover. Remember, it had uh, Doug Moo wrote an article, wrote, wrote part of it. That's it right there. Yeah, The Rapture the pre mid or post tribulation. It was a good book. And so in reading that, I noticed that a couple of them did call it <laughs> on millennialism today. They did call it the blessed hope. Um, that is not what Moo referred to it as. So he did not call that the rapture. So I kudos had, to like me.
1: said, I had been so far removed from that. I had forgotten. Uh, I had forgotten that really. I, I, I really had, I just didn't, I had, I had forgot that that blessed hope.
0: Well, how did your last um, semester go? You finished up church history, wasn't it? Isn't that what you did?
1: No. Uh, apologetics. Uh, apologetics. No, okay. No. okay. Uh, no, it wasn't apologetics. I've been done with apologetics for a long time. Um, systematic theology. Systematic theology. I've got people. two classes left. Really? Two yeah. classes left and I'm done.
0: Mm-hmm. You're done with your master's?
1: And. And I'm sprinting to the finish line, my friends. What's left?
0: Old Testament, is Old Testament survey. Old Testament survey. Yeah,
1: yeah. I kind of, I kind of put that one off. I I really don't know why. I think I, I was looking forward to it, but I had a bunch of other stuff. There's one class they always got to throw some kind of garbage in that I couldn't stand. I mean, we never read the Bible. We never. It was a secular book, and I hated that course. Um, The uh, and then I've got one elective and. I'm trying pushed? to get cleared to take something that I haven't got cleared for yet.
0: So you you've you've made a choice of what you would like to take but you haven't I have it, a it choice and
1: you could probably guess it but it's another class in biblical expository preaching is what it <laughs> is it's another class of that. Right. Oh good. So and, and ironically we just if I sound like I'm wore out, I am exhausted from this morning. I am flat well,
0: exhausted. you you taught a class from nine to nine forty-five, and then you, uh, then you preached from about ten fifteen a.m. until about eleven. About eleven
1: <laughs> fifteen. About eleven fifteen a.m. Yeah.
0: So so you know, yeah, you have a right to be worn out. I hope you have a bottle of water. I brought one with me,
1: just in I case. I don't. I just. I just finished up a half a gallon of milk, so I got that going for me.
0: Very hydrating. That's so interesting, Chalen, because it is. I read an article two weeks ago about proper hydration and that water is not your only way to go. Milk is a good way, and so is orange juice.
1: <laughs> I love milk.
0: Coffee Those is okay know, as long as gallon. you take um, either half and half or cream and add to it because that dairy then lessens the effect of the, the hydrating effect of caffeine. I didn't realize that it waters down your caffeine effect. So the way I drink mm. coffee is probably a good way to drink coffee. Cause as you know, I like we a little bit of coffee. with my cream. No,
1: <laughs> We are the show that has zero connected thoughts. That's
0: right. No rules. Just
1: random <laughs> blurt out of, you know what? Milk hydrates.
0: Milk hydrates. It's good for you. Milk. It you does a body. <laughs>
1: there, there was a comedian one time that he used to impersonate, um, Oh, I can see his face. He's the guy that talks disconnected. Uh, he's in a bunch of movies. Christopher Walken.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And he's like, Christopher Walken never has a connected thought. And, he, you know, the first I was like, Bigfoot never scared me. <laughs> what it, just, but, mas, but marsupials do.
0: That's right. That's right. Uh, hey, Kevin can, can, Kevin Pollock. Kevin Pollock. That's it. Kevin, yeah, uh, you know that he's he probably has a right he probably has a right exactly and and kangaroos are vicious man they'll kick you they'll bunny kick you many times (laughs) yeah i love watching those home videos on on youtube like fail army and all those where you've got these people they walk up to a kangaroo and the kangaroo just stands on its hands picks its feet up and just kicks them like multiple times in the gut or in the face (laughs) have you
1: seen the guy that boxes the kangaroo over his dog like punches a kangaroo in his face and the kangaroo just kind of stands there like, wait a minute, what happened? (laughs) It's just kind of looking at him like stunned. Oh, how did we get over here off of Tim Keller? I don't know. That makes me think of a
0: Warner Brothers cartoon, a Looney Tune back in the day. So the, uh, uh, the, um, no surprises here, but now we'll get on the SBC. (laughs) The no surprises here, but the, uh, the current, the current president did get reelected for another term. Uh, overwhelmingly, almost unanimously. I don't even know who ran against him this year. It wasn't as well publicized as last year when it, when it was really up for grabs. Um, but yeah, the the current guy, I mean, he's so bland, I can't remember his name. He did get uh, picked for another term. Uh, there were some things moved forward. Um. I, I don't know if you've listened to the briefing on Friday from Al Mohler, where he does Q&A. No,
1: I haven't. I'm behind.
0: Well, before he did the Q&A... Uh, and he—he, he, this is two weeks in a row. He's dedicated the entire Friday to questions. Um, he did do a little lead-in for about I don't know about about five seven minutes something like that, where he spoke about the SBC, and he spoke about it because he said listeners have one of the main things he's gotten questions about is why haven't you spoken about the SBC? And he said because I could not speak on certain subjects until the SBC convention was over to see how things worked out. And because I had been asked to give a defense of the Baptist, um
1: Baptist our faith and, me- faith, uh, and Baptist message. faith and message, yes.
0: To give a defense of that yeah. in, in opposition to the, I've actually to the, uh, to rebut, yeah. in other words, Rick Warren's appeal for leniency on Saddleback for, for uh, having female pastors, having both ordained them and also currently having a female pastor as his replacement. He, a husband and wife duo that he, he handpicked as his successor at the church that he founded. Oh, yeah. Wow, where'd you get that?
1: I've had it for years. It's a dissertation by A.J. Smith, I think. Yeah, A.J. Smith, it's what, his dissertation. For those of you
0: with, making... with, with no video because we don't do video yet, uh, that was the making of the Fab- Baptist Faith and Message 1963. The current edition that... was, I believe, put out, what, in 2000? And Al Mohler was on that committee. About uh,
1: uh, 2000 now. Yeah.
0: And Al Mohler was on that committee. He's one of the co-authors of it. So therefore, he would be in a good, good and, and right position to, to defend what they intended by, by writing it since he was there in the process. Um, we're we're going to play the video here in just a minute. Ch- Chalyn's got it keyed up. But I wanted to say that he spoke a little bit about it and said that the reason he had not mentioned anything is because he, since he was actively involved, he didn't want to. But then he did. Go ahead and explain. Uh, he didn't play any audio from the SBC, which we are going to play in a minute, but he basically said, I said, uh, Pastor Warren said certain things, and then I said certain things, and here's why. And, you know, basically, he just made the statement that he wasn't going to give sway to just popular opinion or emotional appeal because that alone is not how the church is directed to, it's instructed to conduct itself in conformity with Scripture. And you get that from the letters of Paul, and you get that from the general epistles as well. We're Christ's church, and we do what Christ commands. And there are explicit things regarding the roles of men and women in Scripture. It's, it shouldn't be a divisive issue, honestly, if we just follow Scripture. But it's when we try to think that we can out-God God, you know, when we can be kinder than God, that we get into this mess, and we're seeing it today with the whole with the whole gender thing. So what Al Mohler did did say was that Scripture has clear statements, especially in, particularly in the Pauline epistles, about the order of creation and what that means for the church and for the church service. And I personally agree with what Al Mohler said, and I think it'll be pretty obvious when we listen to the to the to the video here in a second why I agree, and I know you will agree also with what he said. But I just found that interesting that he did actually comment on it on, on the briefing because he often does not comment on current SBC politics. He usually waits, sometimes it's six months or a year after it happens before he ever mentions it. And I understand his position. He's, a, he's president of Southern Baptist Seminary. But still, I often wish he would just come out and be a little more direct, a little quicker. But that's just a minor quibble. I'm not, I'm not criticizing or condemning him. I'm just saying I wish sometimes that he would do that i i maybe don't know what he's what he has to go through to maintain where he's at because he's the s b c is very political and that's my problem with it It's really changed it's become a political entity over the last thirty years or so as and less of a just a convention of churches so he did say that of course, well let's just play the video, then we'll talk a little bit after about what we thought both people said, and then we can talk about what has actually happened since then you want to play it
2: yeah for 178 years the sbc has been a blend of at least a dozen different tribes of baptists if you think every baptist thinks like you you're mistaken
1: can i comment there for one thing there sure primarily shouldn't other than some secondary doctrines shouldn't we all think according to scripture i would say so I, would say I mean, so. so I don't, I don't, I think that right out of the gate to me that, that I did hear that statement and that statement was troubling for me out of the gate, because we should agree on scripture. There are some minute eschatology. We're joking about eschatology. Eschatology is one that you, that's fine. You don't have to agree on, but anyway.
2: What we share in common is a mutual commitment to the inerrancy and the infallibility of God's word and to the great commission of Jesus Christ. No one is asking any Southern Baptist to change their theology. I'm not asking you to agree with my church. I am asking you to act like a Southern Baptist who have historically agreed to disagree on dozens of doctrines in order to share a common mission. Since Southern Baptists have always allowed disagreement on doctrines, of including the essential doctrines of salvation, why should this one issue cancel our fellowship? In 2013, when the Calvinists were under fire, Baptists agreed to disagree and the split was averted. Now, 10 years later, will we treat egalitarian Baptists with the same grace we showed the Calvinist? We should
1: remove churches. Do you ever think you would hear them two compared in the same?
0: No, um, he knows he's in the minority. Because, frankly, egalitarianism within Southern Baptist denomination is still, if you can even call it a denomination, within its affiliations and its associations, is still rare. It's still rare, Uh, which we'll get to once we get the the overall verdict on what they did to him. I'll mention another church that they did the same thing to it because it has local provenance for us
2: for all kinds of sexual sin, racial sin, financial sin, leadership sin, sins that harm the testimony of our convention. But the 1,928 churches with women on pastoral staff have not sinned. If doctrinal disagreements between Baptists are considered sin, we all get kicked out. You'll never get 100 percent of Baptists to agree 100 percent on 100% of doctrine. That's why our Constitution says that churches must closely identify, not completely identify, with our confession. Now, the Baptist faith and message is 4,032 words. Saddleback disagrees with one word. That's 99.9999999999 in agreement. Isn't that close enough? Al Mohler, who for some reason gets to speak twice and do the rebuttals, claims the phrase, the office of the pastor is limited to men, that that also includes every staff position too, and somehow it also prevents any woman from teaching. But I was able to contact about half, over half of the original drafting committee of the Baptist Faith Message 2000, and seven of them told me Al was wrong. In fact, Before the vote on the 2000 Baptist Faith and Message, even Al in his hometown newspaper said it didn't limit women from being assistant pastors. Go read it in the Courier Journal. If this precedent is set, Southern Seminary will have to change the name of the Billy Graham School since Billy Graham trained women pastors at our global training events, and he endorsed the preaching ministry of his daughter, saying Anne is the best preacher in, in the Graham family. Vote no. If this precedent is set, we'll have to rename our
1: two. I'm very sorry. but I was unaware that they cut the mic off of the time
0: limit. He hit his timeline, and they, they did cut it off.
1: I was unaware of that. I did not know that. Good for them. I mean, it should be that way with anybody. If you have a three-minute limit, it's a three-minute limit.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Good you know, for them. Notice
0: the personal attacks. He immediately went towards towards Moeller as almost as if Moeller is somehow evil and vindictive and coming after him and saddleback and coming after their disagreements on egalitarianism versus complementarianism and you can talk about a complementarianism and break that down into hard and soft camps as they call it you can break it down to saying we're not really complementarian we're actually patriarchal and that group exists as well um which is interesting because I heard Gabe Pastor Gabe say that he is one on one of his episodes. And I'll have to talk to him about that when we have him on our show. Um I'm not trying we to We should really write us a yeah, a
1: joint book called Why Thou Shalt Not Preach.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but did you catch our old King but, James buddies? But you caught his arguments. He he appeals to Well Billy Graham did it. Never appealed to Scripture. Right. Billy Graham moved into a lot of things that were very uh, laissez-faire about theology. He moved into a very um, uh, egalitarian take. There's no doubt about that. He also, in, including in his up within his own family, and he's t- referring to Anne. Isn't that Anne Graham Lotz? Isn't that her name? I think um, so, her yes. Her name is Lotz. Um And then you also have... Um, What was the other? Ecumenism. He got very big into the ecumenical movement. So what? What does that have to do with does Scripture say this or does it not? Does Scripture allow for women pastors or does it not? Does it allow for women to have authority over men in the church or even in the home, for that matter, if you want to get truthfully? uh, But you want to get really belligerent about it, which I'm not. I'm not a, a dictator in my home. Never have been. Am I the final authority? Well, Scripture is the final authority in my home. As I w- only, And I only want to go to churches where that it, Scripture is the final authority there as well. But when it gets right down to it, you know, my wife and I have completely different roles in the relationship, and that's fine.
1: Do you uh, do you know the answer to the question by what authority?
0: The authority is Scripture.
1: Well, I know I, that was the title of the message.
0: <laughs> by the way, that's very good, and I am going to put that Scripture—I'm going to put that Scripture. I'm going to put that sermon out on our feed. I think we haven't done one in a while. We haven't had a sermon thing to— in a while. The last time I tried to do it was for Easter. I think I spoke with you about this after church today. And the old board had quit working, so it wouldn't do it. and never would let me record it. So I'll be able to record it with the new board, and I I think that'll be good to put out over the next week or two as a bonus episode. Okay, so obviously we both had a lot of problems with Rick Warren's thing. Now let's see what uh, Dr. Moeller has to say.
2: The time has expired. Chair now recognizes the executive committee credentials committee for a response.
3: Thank you, Mr. President, as the chairman of the executive committee, I would like to again recognize Dr. Albert Moeller as the representative of the executive committee to respond to the appeal. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. I just want to say that my position was there misrepresented. But nonetheless, it is important to state for the record that Albert Moeller does not say what the Baptist faith and message means. The Southern Baptist Convention says what the Baptist faith and message means and is quite competent to accomplish that task. In the year 2000, the words, the office of pastor is limited to men is called qualified by Scripture was inserted because 30 years ago this issue threatened to tear this denomination apart. The definition of friendly cooperation came down to the fact that that was an issue that would endanger the cooperative cohesion and faithfulness of the church, of the Southern Baptist Convention. And in particular we look to this issue because Southern Baptists decided this is not just a matter of church polity. It is not just a matter of hermeneutics. It's a matter of biblical commitment a commitment to the Scripture that unequivocally we believe limits the office of pastor to men. It is an issue of biblical authority. It is one that has actually led to the unity of the Southern Baptist Convention as Southern Baptists have gone forward with an issue of clarity here which has greatly made our doctrine and order a matter of unity and harmony. It is the unity and harmony of the Southern Baptist Convention that is now at stake. And we're in an unusual situation. Once again, this is not a convention responsibility to offer a comprehensive verdict on the ministry of Rick Warren or Saddleback Community Church. We can thank God for every good gospel thing that is represented by that church and its ministry. It is a question about the Southern Baptist Convention and what it means for a church to be in friendly cooperation in doctrine and in order with this convention. And here we face the unusual situation in which Dr. Warren himself, has made repeated statements, and the church has taken repeated actions that make very clear that it rejects the confessional understanding of the Southern Baptist Convention on this issue. This isn't a question of misunderstanding. Credentials Committee and the Executive Committee took action based upon the actions of Saddleback Community Church in establishing a woman as a campus pastor and having women with the title of pastor to teach in the teaching role on Sunday morning, and then Pastor Warren going on to say more expansively that the church basically, and he, endorses and calls for a more comprehensive egalitarianism. I'm confident that's not where the Southern Baptist Convention is going to go. I believe that it is a statement without rancor and without personal attack, without making a comprehensive verdict on a congregation that is no longer among us. We simply say that our credentials committee and executive committee have done the right thing. We need to do that.
1: Okay, he kept it within his time.
0: Yeah, now let me let me say something. People probably they are listening to this probably already know this, but of course they did continue to dissociate Saddleback. So they ruled. They did. In, in, yes, they did rule in opposition to uh, Rick Warren's appeal. And furthermore, and this is what I meant by something of local uh, consequence, there was another church involved. Fern Creek Baptist Church from Louisville, Kentucky. They have a solitary senior pastor who is a woman i didn't look up her hmm. name Yep, yeah. i didn't know that yes and it's in louisville kentucky which is right down the street from al moeller and they were disassociated as well for the same reason and so they held firm on what the baptist faith and message and more importantly the authority behind that writing which is scripture itself they held firm to a scriptural Absolutely. belief. Absolutely, I did not. I wasn't. You know, we talked about it in the last episode. I wasn't convinced they would. And unlike uh, Mr. Uh, Mueller, Mr. I'm still not convinced that that's how this is going to stay, because there's more stuff to happen. And Al did speak about this in his. I'm sorry if I called you Al. sir. I didn't mean to disrespect you, Doctor Mueller. But the 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 facts are, they went on and introduced a motion, and it you, it carried in a big wave. So now next year this this thing comes up again, they voted to amend the the Baptist faith and message to further clarify that, and to be more specific about what women can and cannot do, and what the role and what the of pastor elder teacher is. And I'm like, oh boy. Now Mueller did say I did not think that was the time or place to do that. It scares me that that can be that that can run that quick, and then we have to finalize the vote next year because if you can do it on that. You can also do it, which I think is a good thing. He said, I think it's a good thing if they do it. On the other hand, what if they introduce something bad next year, and it's the same thing. It passes uni- almost unanimously or with a, with a wide margin of victory, and it has to go to the following year, and somehow or another things change, and they reverse course. He said the problem with that, making it trying to say that it's easy to amend the uh, statement of faith, is that you might run into trouble. You know, what's next after that? So I... I understand why he was, like, not so keen on what happened afterwards. There was also another one. There was a church. Correct me if I'm wrong. It may have been out of Florida. There was a church that was embroiled in that uh, scandal of sex abuse cover-ups and things, and they were also disassociated.
1: Oh, really? I didn't catch that. So I'm I'm telling you, I had been removed from it. I, I honestly just got tired of listening to the I I got tired of listening to the jargon I got tired of listening to Tom Buck and his wife be belittled her never getting to share her story when her article got released Karen Pryor whatever whatever her name is
0: Karen Pryor not admitting that she
1: did anything yeah yeah
0: like a bird Uh, swallow
1: I, I am I am not you know, her not admitting that she did anything wrong and almost like she's, just, she's gaslighting. Yeah. And I, I just, I got so sick of hearing all that, that I just, you know, Pastor Tom, I love you. And I support him hundred percent. And honestly, that man has t- taken more abuse than, than any man because he stood firm on scripture. And But I say that and we should expect it. I mean, what, what really is it
0: should. that Dr. James light calls him, the little old troublemaker from Texas? Kind of like a take Ta- on little old troublemaker. <laughs> kind of like a take on ZZ, like on g- ZZ Top as the little old band, band from Texas. Yeah, um,
3: so the big sounds. So yeah, my, there there, there are still
0: some fascinating things that happened, uh, and still some fascinating things to come for next year. This is not over, Chalen. Unfortunately, it's not over. Um, I wish
1: it could be over and I could be out of the SBC. I'm sorry, <laughs> did that come out loud, or was that? I thought uh, that was internal.
0: I, I personally think the SBC is headed down the, the liberal split and, and woke path towards splitting. Yes, I do. I do.
1: Yeah, I think it's. I think. I think we are roughly two to three years away from the split. Uh, I, I, if we have that long, we're two
0: to three years away. This was a, a bandage over a, over a gaping wound that exist. Band-aid on a, on a gunshot wound. Right. Warren uh, tries to show it as there's a lot more people in the Baptist uh, tradi- SBC tradition than you realize that our egalitarian, Moeller tries to minimize it and say, we went through this before this fixed it. And, you know, by God's grace, we'll stay firm on scripture, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe we will. I hope he's right, but I, I don't have share the same optimism that he has about that. Um,
1: well, I think it's because we've lost guys like him.
0: Yes, we have. There's, I mean, if we had, if we not had not a lot a of room people, Al Molars, but we don't have them.
1: No, they're just going to go along to get along. I hate to say it, but we have, we now have in the SBC a bunch of yes men, or or guys that their priority is becoming platformed, yeah. and somehow they're going to become platformed. They'll do whatever it takes to be platformed. But yeah. JD Greer, JD Greer. Seven eight years ago, I know a lot of pastors, myself included, that would have recommended reading some stuff by J.D. Greer. Yeah, he had a now, book. J.D. Greer's went the other way.
0: Yeah, well, James White said he had a book recommended to him, and it was, and you know the book, it was "Stop Asking Jesus in Your Heart," a way to how can you be it was sure a, that you a were really born good again, book. right? And and so you know, and I had friends that read it and and talked to me about it. That's how I first heard James uh, J.D. Greer's name, et cetera, et cetera. But look, man, it's. <laughs> Woo, we've come a long way, baby. And it ain't good. Uh,
1: no, and, and you know, he's pla- he would platform a woman pastor in a heartbeat. I, I mean
0: I honestly think he would. He I think he's at that point. I do. Yeah.
1: I do. And Ed Litton Ed Litton Ed Litton would have a woman pastor and then steal her sermon. So <laughs> and <laughs>
0: And J.D. Greer would donate his sermon to the to the female pastor.
1: Yeah, well, J.D. Greer uses that AI that we talked about this morning. Oh man, you
0: know, look, there. Remember that. Remember me when we talked about that a a year or two ago. Whenever about two years ago when that happened. Remember we talked about the company. There's an online company that does that that writes messages for 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 pastors. How do we not know that J.D. Greer went and got the message first from the website, from these people, these research people? They're all students at seminaries is what they are. They're all SBC students. He gets there, them to write him a message, and then he does it. He publishes it, you know, on his, you know, by by, by preaching it and it being put on his website and everything, and then, like, a couple years later— you got Litton using the exact same illustrations and everything as if they occurred in his life, but J.P. says they happened in his different life. Different slides. That's right. That's right. But the the oral illustrations, the things he said were Remember we did a comparison. They were they were tit for tat. They were word for word almost.
1: I, I want to know who lied about going on the
0: on the mission trip. The mission trip. trip? Yeah, I don't know. And going to the, pa- the pagan lied. temple and all that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we said that in 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 our podcast. Looking back on it, I, I'd have to listen to it to see, but I believe well,
1: JD it, Greer said he went. Yeah, and then Ed Litton, Litton says Litton Paul David Trip went.
0: Yeah, so somebody went, <laughs> well, could it? Is somebody it, went. Let me ask you this: Do you think, anecdotally speaking, and in the realm of possibility, is it possible that Greer and Trip were both on the same tri- trip? Trip <laughs> are on the same it, trip. Honestly, and yeah, that, I mean and that's that it true. is maybe Trip tells. Litton, the story, but then how does he get everything else almost word for word, and not just that illustration? No, well,
3: here's how that The
0: sermon outline is the same as Greer.
1: The sermon outline is the same, and what happened was instead of going, J.D. went on this trip, well, he preached the sermon, I don't want to get busted. Oh, yeah, Paul Tripp was with him, I'll use him. (laughs) You know, and it bothers me, because I'm sitting in my library with a with a digital library in here and our job is to put in the work i mean i teach sunday school and put in hours and hours of sunday school prep um if i have a sermon i do out i mean tens of hours i mean, I mean you're pushing 30 hours per sermon of study and read i mean the last sermon i looked the only reason i know this is Because I, on my tablet, I put them in one folder and then I read and mark them up in my tablet. That way I can take it with me wherever I go. Right. And there was 155 pages to read on eight verses from different commentaries, different articles, service. And, you know, I could have read more, but that's what time allotted. So I, I really went through and culled some I didn't and some I did. And some I did and some I didn't and I culled it so. But it really bothers me with the lack of preparation, you know, from people.
0: Uh, most definitely, yeah. Litten is the gift that keeps on giving to us because that that that's one of the ones where you just you could just pick almost anything he's ever said or done and just go, "Really, dude? Yeah." But but JD Greer is a is a disappointment because if, because if you'd asked me ten years ago what I thought about JD Greer, I'd have said, "Oh, he's fine." And now I'm like, "What happened?" Or would you ever really sound? He seemed like he was sound, at least on soteriology. Now, did you know? Did but you, did you was notice? Was part
1: of that young reform and restless that faded out? True, I mean, true, true. That, I mean, I don't recall. I'm not saying. I, I mean, that's a question at the I end. Don't I don't know. know.
0: I don't even know how old he is. Uh, I don't know what age. Because Driscoll was,
1: was part of that junk, and look where Driscoll.
0: Yeah, yeah, he kind of became power mad and. And
1: then McDonald, was McDonald kind of in that? Was it McDonald or have I got the wrong guy from Chicago?
0: Um, uh, McDonald was, o- wasn't he older though? I don't know. Yeah, Ma-
1: he's older. But McDonald, maybe he was just young. Maybe he was just restless in Mc- reform, not young.
0: Mc- <laughs> McDonald has a lot of. A lot of issues and a lot of allegations leveled against him, including apparently wanting to hire someone to murder someone. So I mean, we're dealing with a lot of yeah. stuff. Allegedly, I forgot all allegedly. Murder- don't don't sue us, dude. We're just saying this is what was in the news at one point.
1: <laughs> I forgot that was alleged. I forgot about the whole yeah
0: yeah murder uh, for hire. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, but yeah, I thought you would find that interesting about Fern Creek because that's that's right. You know, that's right up our alley. That's Louisville. That's not that far away. I did so, not
1: hear about that.
0: Yeah, they were They were also disassociated. And like I said, there was another church, and I want to think that it was in Florida, but it might have been in Tennessee. It was a southern state that was uh, disassociated for the uh, issues of the uh, cover-up of sex scandals and abuse. So sexual abuse within the church and the fact that they didn't call the authorities. They tried to hush it up. They tried to get people to shut up about it and all that. And so that came out of like... A, was it last year or year before last when they had that report? I think it was last year, wasn't it? It was one of the churches from that. And there was some yeah. things that whatever occurred, it was so egregious that, egregious that they just said, yeah, yeah, you're done. We've proven that you actually did some bad stuff that borders on uh, not just being unethical and, and anti-Christian. This is not something we can even be associated with because there's, there's probably legal, you know, there's probably litigation in the works or, if, if, or maybe already pending on that. So, yeah, that happened. So kicking the idea of the SBC to the curb, I will say once again, excellent job on the sermon this morning. I am gonna put that out as a bonus episode.
1: We're also gonna start in acts. We got probably a month or so left, but we're gonna at least have recordings of that every week of the teaching. Right. Am I
0: right? Yeah. Am I misspeaking? No, no, you're not you're not wrong. What we'll probably do our board is portable now. Yeah, what we'll probably do is you will you will present on Sunday I will try to post it the following Saturday, so six days later. So we'll we'll stay roughly six days behind for each for each lesson. And And I think that's fair. And there'll be times during then when you may be on vacation or something, you may not be there. And and if that's the case, I'll either throw up a sermon or I'll do a little Roy recommends or we'll do something else. But we're going to try to have more bonus, more more varied material teaching. Uh, Yeah, yeah, teaching besides just um, our our gift of gab you know, what was it used to say? Two goobers gabbin. Two goobers Gavin. Yeah, besides these episodes. Um, we are still planning to get with Pastor Gabe as soon as we can. And um, I've got a potential, I told you, you know, I've mentioned before that I'm going to do a little project, uh, uh, Christian conversations or conversation with a Christian. I'm not sure how I'm going to word it, but these will be different than when we're, When we have somebody on as a guest, when we're unified, when we're doing it like um, done with friends, like when we've had Gabe and when we've had others on here as guests, this will be just me sitting one on one interviewing. Um, I I have a set for it if I'm able to get them here at the house, but I also have a setup where we can do video or where we can do it even by phone if we need to do just audio only interview. And so I'm going to I'm going to start doing that. I have I have one two people lined up uh one i was actually already supposed to do this year but then the board blew up and so things didn't happen and now that's happening i'm going to go ahead and reconnect with him probably this week and see when i can schedule um and especially since now it'd be timely for me to do it soon because i do understand that he may potentially be moving away and i'm referring to brian if you know who i'm talking about yeah. Yeah, from, from, but it, well, yeah, from yeah, our from our church. Yeah. Being, I think he's being reassigned. Yeah, they
1: are moving to Arizona.
0: Yeah, and so I'd like to do it while he's local. But if I'm not, I can always do it uh, through you know Zoom or Skype or or or, or, or uh, Microsoft Teams. I can do a video conference. But I would I would rather do it in person. And he he had expressed interest in coming over and doing it in person. So I'd like to get with him before he leaves. And also, um, he had a two part sermon series that he did at 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 our church. And I, with his permission, I'll release those around the same time. And then if we can get a hold of, um, you know, I blank on names also from our church who also has the potential to be moved anytime. Because, I'm Mauricio because of the company he works for. So we know that anytime he's somewhere that that could be temporary. If we can get Mauricio scheduled, that would be great too. Um, I'll, uh, I don't have his number though. I'll, I'll have to leave that one up to you. I don't either. We can get it. We can get it. Uh,
1: the other thing, you talk about the recommends. I can't recommend enough. If you're not subscribed, subscribe and listen to The Haunted Cosmos. Yeah, you
0: mentioned that last time. And you brought it up again today in Sunday school. And I was looking around at faces, and I saw a few people grin. And uh, They were all
1: writing it down.
0: Yes, I thought it was funny. And I then I, I look
1: up, and we're gonna go to Colossians next week. And the first thing I saw is like, "Hey, check out the bubble weirdos, weirdos in the bubble of the thing." Yeah, so.
0: yeah, which it is is fitting. But yeah. yeah, yeah, the Haunted Cosmos. Um, the most recent episode I've listened to, which was this past week, was on uh, vampires and what that all means, and them bringing it all the way back to an old Samarian goddess and all that, and the idea of the, uh-huh. and the idea of the extra biblical beliefs on Lilith, and that she is yep. a type of of what the Jewish sort of Kabbalah uh, belief in, in Lilith as the first wife of Adam, which is totally false. I mean, it's extra biblical, but, but the, the point is that she was some demonic woman as opposed to being God's creation like Eve. And um, I, I didn't realize that that is thought of to be both the beginning of the succubus thing, but also the idea of vampirism because they drank blood. And so that's, that's interesting. I didn't know that.
1: What about the AI one, though?
0: Uh, that one still gives me chills. I, I I thought that was very appropriate because I I could also see that as being something. And for those of you that don't know, you just need to listen to him and you'll see what we're talking about. But he talks about artificial intelligence, and one of the pastors mentions the idea that someone has already come across Brian a thing. Covey. Yes, and he comes across this idea that that this woman found a weird video and message that was produced by she AI. She typed in Marlon Brando. And it made up this thing, and it was basically a demon. And so. And then she like,
1: typed Marlon Brando backwards, like the what's the opposite. And that's when it apparently that's the opposite of Marlon Brando.
0: And it's this evil creature, and it uh, disturbed her very much. And other people have said they've had similar things happen through AI. And he postulates that hey, they can inhabit things. Why not an inanimate object and become an inanimate force if they can infiltrate something? I mean, they infiltrate things all the time. They're demons. They're, they're spirit forces. They are not—we've not, got to stop thinking about them as humans. Obviously, they can—they can, they possess things. I mean, you, you have clear indications in Mark and other Gospels where Jesus removes the demons, and then they ask to be embodied again. He puts them in pigs, and the pigs run off into the ocean and commit suicide. So they're all about death. They're all well, about destruction.
1: And it was appropriate this point, and I didn't go wonky because we were talking about spiritual warfare yeah. in Ephesians, yes. very briefly, Yes. and that's why we come up on it. So,
0: well, I felt like you should have. I you can't recommend it. I, sh- I felt like you should have discussed chapter five. I was ready for you to dis- discuss wives submit yourself to your husband because I felt like Sandy needed to hear that today. But anyway, <laughs> it's a joke i'm just joking i was gonna do it but you were on a roll today so uh, you know i did gonna, i did not interrupt you during class text, because you know i'm always I'm saying sandy. these things off the cuff and well, I, I, i'm
1: trying to get i often sandy uh, <laughs> right there she is i
0: often uh, derail your class but jody wasn't here today and you were doing so smooth without jody interrupting that i just thought i'll oh, we'll let him go
1: Hey, Jody interrupts though, not a bad way. let no, it's clear. great. Jody, he, we love you.
0: But he does do what I do. He he has this tendency to say, How about blah blah blah? Knowing you're gonna have to go off on a tangent. <laughs> he, well, knows, he knows what, he knows Jody, what buttons to push.
1: He he takes the wagon, drives it off the road, chops it up, lights <laughs> it on fire, shoots the horse, and turns it into glue. <laughs> we have no way of coming back That's by the time a, he's done.
0: Yeah. Remember when he when he derailed you on eschatology? It was really yeah. a good question, actually, though. That's just it. It was such a good question. And oh, they're all good and, questions. And you couldn't let it go, and I knew you couldn't. And then I gave my two cents worth, and then I felt no, like. No,
1: I tried to let it go. And but, then I got point blank asked, well, what are you? Yeah. Probably not going to like what I am.
0: <laughs> Nobody I've met le-
1: another post-millennial. I don't think
0: day, anybody the left, left the I'm class, though. I'm not I don't think anybody left the class, though, so we're, good. we're all good.
1: Uh, so far, you know,
0: <laughs> they're not that so, offended
1: so far. No, and no, I love my class. I will be honest with you. I love my Sunday school class. Um, I love teaching. I love doing it. I love um, everybody in there. You know, it, it's, I was talking today to somebody about how good it is to be, you know, essentially if you're with a good Sunday school group, you're connected to a small group and you're small, pri- intimate group and it's, I like it.
0: Yeah, wow. I, I enjoy it. You know what? I think we'll, and before we go off on another tangent or talk about a totally different subject that we can just save till later, um, I had a couple other things we could have talked about, but we've already gone over 45 minutes after I edit. Currently, it says 51 minutes and 20 seconds, but there's some editing to be done for those glitches when we tried to play the video. Earlier. That'd be a good one. So it'll take a couple minutes out of our time. So let's. End here, and we'll probably be below fifty minutes to us. That's a short episode. So, <laughs> that, oh,
1: this is a pithy episode. That's We've right. Got that's In right. and can. Yeah, you we, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. We're on the ball. But uh I thank you for your time, and I enjoyed it. Chalin, uh tell them where they can reach us online.
1: Uh, you better tell them because I just drew an absolute blank. Oh www. wow. www.dumspeak.com. That's w- right. And what if somebody so wanted to comment there, or ask out. us
0: questions? What did they do then? an email. Well, us we gotta it.
1: set up a new email. We gotta set up a new email because we didn't we didn't pay for that one. So I'm going to set up a new email this week. I just found that out.
0: <laughs> wow. We did I'm not, not sure obviously long... we did not rehearse what we were gonna do today. And so this this it's showing,
1: isn't it? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no. I'm just wondering if anybody's ever sent an email to that thing because apparently I read after the first year we didn't pay for it. And I checked it the other day and <laughs> I was like, Oh, didn't know that. I better, I better get that. We're gonna get us a Gmail one for free, is what we're gonna do. And I'm there you like, go,
0: I, there you go, that'll be better. Well, shoulda, shoulda read the,
1: shoulda read that fine print a little bit. I guess. I'll
0: tell you what, if you have any comments or questions, hold them, and in a few weeks we'll announce our new email address, and then hold you can them? let us know. Yeah, just All hold of them,
1: and we'll let you know.
0: That's right, that's right. Well, till next time, God bless. Take and care. And if
1: we haven't got back to you, we're not being rude. We couldn't get into it. That's right. We
0: we lost access because we didn't pay for it.
1: Well, I wondered why it wasn't dinging on my phone anymore. Cause I had it set to ding on my phone and it always tell me like admin or whatever right. or something. And I was like, it quit dinging. And I'm
0: like, what happened? Well, and you what know, what happened I, is you didn't pay your bill. And you know, I never checked all that stuff. I always left that up to you to check. And I was just like,
1: Oh, I do. <laughs> I Just like in one day, I'm like, you know what? That email hasn't dinged in a while.
0: Oh, Here's why. We didn't pay for it. I didn't know I had to pay for it. So now we don't know. If someone could have asked a burning question three months ago, we wouldn't have known. All right. Well, I guess this time that's it. We're signing off. Till next time, take care. See you, man. Mm -hmm. Bye-bye. You're listening to The Dumb Will Speak, a podcast in which we seek to honor the truth of God as revealed in His Word.